0: What's up, Dashly fam? Welcome back to another episode of Taking Sides the Marriage Podcast. This is Dallin and Ashley coming at you live from our truck.
1: So a little tradition of ours over at our other podcast is to start out with an article, just like something funny or buzzy or, you know, we didn't do that today. So Dallin is itching to share. Um, This one, let me just say a lot of the things Dallin's itching to share usually don't pass the Ashley filter for political correctness.
0: Ashley filters me hard. <laughs> I need to start an unfiltered Dallin podcast.
1: Okay, so here it is, and we're not going to have much follow-up because, again, P- not PC.
0: <laughs> be good to your spouse. Remember, right now they could poison you, and it would be counted as a COVID death.
1: <laughs> quiet chuckles, quiet
0: chuckles. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> okay, on to the That's emails. just because the CDC recently released data saying that there have been 9,000 deaths that are only due to COVID. Okay. Um, not, not COVID and other issues.
1: Send it over to your fact checker. So, that is a controversial article that may or may not be true. Not sure. And I'm not sure if the CDC released that. See, here she goes. Or a third-party news article. Um, <laughs> anyways, a lot of the deaths are are COVID and another pre, like, pre-existing like pre condition.
0: Not that that's any less bad that they died.
1: Like, thank you. That is all from the fact checker.
0: Gosh, we just delete this. No, it's fine. Are you sure? I think this
1: is something like... Now that
0: half of the people have left, let's go on to the podcast.
1: <laughs> it's a conversation, I think, going through everyone's head. Like, what's, like, wait what's a true and what's not true? And like, Not what's... all these
0: people have just been dying from COVID alone. Okay, I, I hope that doesn't sound insensitive because it's so sad that so many people have died i just also i'm also curious to know and if you have the info please share it with me like are more people dying than than normal this year you know what i'm saying
1: I i think i think the thing in everyone's head is 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 any of this politically charged and no one really knows and you hope that it's not you also hope that it is, so that COVID can kind of like disappear after the election. But you also hope that it's not because you want to trust everyone and and know that like real things are being said. These are just the things going on in my head. Like how much is how much of this is Donald Trump and his team blowing things out of proportion or blowing things into a smaller proportion and how much of this is the Democrats and their team. And then please let this just be all real and true. Because I would hate to know that my country is lying to me. But then also, like, please let this not be real and true. Because I would hate for there to be a pandemic. But there is a pandemic. And I just hate that some people are saying it's real. And some people are saying it's false. And I really just don't know what is what. But It's
0: hard. It's hard. Okay, anyways, uh, let's get on to some of your guys' emails. Because there are a lot of them. And I thought this one, I picked this one first, Ash. Because the holidays are coming up. Oh. They sneak up on you. Gosh, and, last and, year,
1: did we do a special ho- holidays with the in-laws section?
0: We did. So if you guys have any... Should we start? Like, we should start it again. If you have plans coming up where it's raising some issues, send them on in and we'll chat about
1: it. If them. you're like our family, like Thanksgiving is coming and there's already been many a roundtable discussion about what we're doing for Thanksgiving. what what What's on your family schedule? Are you coming to the big family get-together? Are you going to your spouse's? How does everyone feel about this?
0: And it's not it's not it's not easy with feelings all around because you grew up for 20, 30 years just hanging out with your own family every single year, you know?
1: I feel like with holidays it's like we live in a democracy until Thanksgiving and Christmas roll around and then it's whose parents are you more loyal to? <laughs> Who is your true queen and king?
0: I think at least I think my family has has uh, settled on and this year being we're all getting together and so I guess it would work out pretty good if we're doing the every other year oh, type your thing your
1: family does it every year
0: Uh, well and but next year it would be more understandable if one had to go to their spouses because this year we're all getting together at I like a little Airbnb it would Airbnb. be really
1: cool if we all were like, like your brother and sister-in-law they do in every other uh-huh. I think it would be really cool if we all just got on their schedule and when they're in then we everyone's in
0: well everybody's coming this thanksgiving so i feel like it's kind of like odd even year i guess even year is like our thanksgiving year and odd years is the spouse's thanksgiving no, year. But
1: your family did a big thing last year too and it's just kind of like well the only
0: reason that worked out was because your family your did it early every- your family did it early and it worked out great to do both last year
1: <laughs> but when it doesn't work out great it's just a huge issue right
0: it is so let's read what uh, what our friend let's here has read. to say
1: let's oh all i'm saying last year i think we were like should we just give your family thanksgiving because they seem to be more like bigger on thanksgiving than christmas that was thrown out last year
0: so like mine, thanksgiving every year and christmas your family we just like
1: looked at our lives and your family at least your immediate family like the brothers Uh they kind of gravitate around thanksgiving being the big get together and your your extended family does christmas but it's not, like, a huge...
0: I guess we... I guess it's game. been a while since, like, my like my brothers and their wives and their mom have done, like, a Christmas thing. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so.
1: I thought you were going to say, since they got together last night, I was going to say, yeah, last Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Seems like it happens the same time every year. <laughs> Weird.
1: That's what we said last year.
0: <laughs> uh, like, can uh, we just
1: end this, like not fight, but it's just is like, tension, like, well, whose are we going to go to this year? Right,
0: so, if you have, I know that some people, Ellie and Jared, they say, look, every year, we're just doing Christmas on our own, by ourselves. If you guys want to come over later, that'd be fun, but if we want to do any family things, we got to do it before Christmas, and they've just blanket statement and said that. I listened to their podcast a few years ago, and their family just knows, like, if we want to do a big get-together, we just do it before, before the day of Christmas, J- December 25th.
1: Yeah I get that
0: Yeah and so that works out well for them I know everybody has their own thing If you have a cool thing that you've worked out let us know But
1: One thing about me I didn't know this about myself but I love hosting And I didn't think I was going to be a lover of hosting Because I like I always hated planning my own parties But it's really fun Because I love being at my house More than I love being at other people's houses So like last year we hosted The Christmas party for my family And it was like the best time ever and I didn't have to figure out who's watching our dogs for seven hours while we're gone. And, and am I going to like the food? And, and like, if I want to go hide in my closet for 30 minutes, I can hide in my closet and not someone else's closet. And it was just so great. So to all you introverts out there afraid to host, it's like the greatest thing in the world.
0: You heard it from Ashley. Okay, this is from Dana. She says, hey, Dallin and Ashley, my name is Dana, and I discovered your videos about a year ago and your podcasts when quarantine started in March here in Ontario, Canada. My boyfriend and I listen to your podcast on a regular, and it has seriously made our relationship better and let us see what we need to work on to make our relationship better. So thank you. Oh, well, that's good. Cool. Now on to the issue I dread always. I met my boyfriend five years ago when I was going to university. We just bought our house together one year ago. My family lives four hours away from us. I'm very close to my mom and brothers, and I have a two-year-old niece that I can't get enough of. Because of the distance, I do not see them near enough. My boyfriend's parents live 30 minutes away from us, which is nice. I don't have the best relationship with his mom, only because she is always trying to offer advice on any and everything, (laughs) even when it's not asked for. Well, I don't understand why that bothers you so much. Just kidding, joke.
1: Our therapist, and I've lived by this since he told me this like a year ago, he was like, blanket statement. I do not give advice unless someone asks for it. If someone's like talking to me about their problems, I'm just sympathetic and validating and understanding, but I will not offer advice unless they literally say, do you, what's your advice or what do you think, or what would you do if you were me? He was like, I don't, I don't give it, never give it unless someone specifically asks for it.
0: That was really good. I think he, he also said, sometimes he'll tenderly say, can I offer some advice or are, are you open to advice right now or would you just like me to listen because I think you said that too.
1: I like kind of replayed in my head all of my conversations with people and I usually jump immediately like they tell me what's going on and I jump to advice like well I would do this or you need to do this or here's your plan yeah versus just being like oh my gosh like gosh that sounds harder oh that sounds awesome or what do you think about that are you happy are you sad like where are you where are you at and That's now really, I never offer advice, and it's done wonders.
0: For your relationships?
1: Also, like, I'm, I have like least some, like, anxiety sometimes in conversations, and now I have a game plan. Like, I know I don't have to come up with great advice, because I'm not giving it unless someone asks for it. And usually people don't ask for
0: it. And usually, be, when you are a really good sounding board and listener and just validating their, you know, emotions, they come up with their own advice and solve their own problems, and but then they attribute it to you. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And like, I don't have to share my opinion, which it kind of is scary for me sometimes because a lot of times people don't like it or they think it's not right or dumb or whatever. I just can be like, well, what do you want to do? Yeah. Make sure, uh, now I'm always just like, just do whatever you want to do. Like, what do you really want to do? I think that's a great idea. What you want to do.
0: And then they come up with the best advice, more better advice than you could ever give. And then they're like, thank you so much.
1: <laughs> and then they love me. <laughs> and then they love you.
0: There you have it. All right. So that doesn't really work very good in a podcast format because you literally cannot talk back to us.
1: What I'm saying is you need to give your mom, mother-in-law that advice. To s-
0: Wait, we haven't even finished it. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, okay, tell your mom. Give your mom the advice of not giving advice. Okay, um, she doesn't have the best relationship with her mother-in-law because she's always offering advice even when it's not asked for. Most of the time we see them once a week. And most of the time things are great except that my boyfriend is a very handyman with his younger brother when, and his younger brother is not, and his dad has a few health concerns, so my boyfriend is relied on a lot, which we don't have a problem with other than his mom only calls or checks in when she needs something. It's become very annoying,
1: Sounds like, and awesome the
0: dread of seeing his family sets in.
1: Sometimes I worry Dallin's family feels that way, because we're always like, Hey, Grandma, how are you? What are you doing this Saturday? Do you want to babysit?
0: Oh, no, hopefully she feels our love beyond... Just being our babysitter?
1: No, I just, I worry, because we usually, our calls correlate usually with when we need a babysitter.
0: Oh, no, I think that it's pretty balanced and nice. Plus, she loves babysitting, because she's a great grandma. All right, now the first two things to know about me are I love my dog Jack, and I love Christmas. I am a supply teacher. What's a supply teacher?
1: Maybe, like, resource. I know can't Canadians sometimes have different terms. Oh, cool. I don't know, though. It could maybe.
0: Alright, so Christmas, I get a lot of time off. My boyfriend is a general contractor and also gets a good amount of time off during the holidays. His mom works at a doctor's office, so she also gets a good amount of time off. We also see my boyfriend's extended family for a Christmas dinner during the holidays. My family, my family on the other hand, is just my mom and two brothers. They worked in factories and maybe get a couple days off during the holidays. Over the past three years since living with my boyfriend, I have spent the holidays splitting time between the family and his. Because my family only gets a couple days off versus his mom who gets one to two weeks off, I always try to accommodate my family for spending Christmas day with, as that is really the only day off they get. Since three years ago, his mom made the huge deal about us not seeing them right on the 25th. I have a problem with this because the date to me doesn't make Christmas, and if she wants to have one, and if she was the one to have limited time off, I would be accommodating to her schedule every year she starts dropping the hints that we have to spend the 25th of December together and every year we say we are going by whose schedule is harder to work around which I think that it it depends on how much value you put on the actual day I guess which you you have a lot of nostalgia around this 25th growing up and it's it's become most like a part of who most people are like it's
1: I just think if you and your boyfriend if this works for you it's unfortunate it doesn't it's not like your mother-in-law's dream situation, but she's not entitled to always having her dream situation. So, like, Dallin and I's family. Last year, my family did Thanksgiving a week early to accommodate me and Dallin and an aunt. Because they knew we couldn't be there on Thanksgiving. And no one cared. It was just like, we had Thanksgiving a week early. Um, I would just tell her. I know you. it sounds like you probably had, like, I understand this is hard for you, but... I can't see my family any other day than Christmas during the holiday season. And we see you guys a lot and we love seeing you guys a lot. And it's really important for me to see my, my family too. And this is the only way I can make it work. And I'm sorry, this is hard for you. But we're, we want to have a special day with you the day before Christmas, two days before Christmas, the day after Christmas. I, I think like people need to be compromising when two families are merging. It's like the only thing that can be.
0: Yeah. You'll never you'll never always please your mother-in-law or your own parents. But good news is, you were not put on this earth to take care of anybody else's needs besides your dependent children. That is literally it. And nobody was put on this earth to meet your needs. That's it. That's like the principle behind it all. So like, you can take that and run with it.
1: She is no one is entitled to like happiness caused by you more than you does that make sense like it's not your job everybody's
0: in charge of their own happiness
1: if she really wants to see you on christmas she can come with you to your families if she really wants to i don't know like i don't know i just think it's we're all grown-ups and these are things you have to accept that your dream life isn't always going to happen every day of your life especially the holidays when your grown-up children have like her dream should more be I want to know that my son is being a loving caring supportive person to his wife and not demanding that she do exactly what his mom wants her to do like that should be like I hope I raise a son who supports his girlfriend or wife and values her seeing her family as much as I want her to value seeing me and and my family
0: she says this, it's gotten to the point where this February his mom talked to me when my boyf talked to me when my boyfriend and his dad left the room and oh. said I needed to start spending Christmas Day with them. All the way back in February. Whew man. I see the holidays as getting to spend time together, and that's all that matters. The day on which it lands shouldn't be an issue. My boyfriend doesn't like the confrontation and I don't like confrontation either, but I do when it's necessary. And this is the first year that he has, he is finally seeing that his mom is controlling the situation that works best for her and nobody else, which is now causing more of an issue. All I want to do is get a Christmas tree, put it up and spend time with family, drink hot chocolate and play in the many feet of snow that we get with my puppy. Please help me. Am I making too big a deal with this or that? I need help navigating this. Christmas makes me so happy. And since the last three years, I just feel stressed thinking about the chats we're going to have with his mom.
1: Okay, okay. Man. Okay, I have good ones. I'm following this person named Dr. Julie Hanks on Instagram. She has so many good tidbits. One of her tidbits is it's not your job to make sure that no one else feels like disappointment. Like you have not failed as a coordinator, as a person, as a daughter-in-law, as like a family member, if someone connected to you feels disappointment because of a decision you made. she's People are going to feel disappointment and it's not your job to shield them. You can be sympathetic. Um, hey, this is our plan this year and it's probably going to be our plan every year unless my family gets another job.
0: That we- just struck a chord with me. I just, I just recognized how, how much in my life I have made it I've taken upon myself to make sure that other people don't... I am not the cause for other people's disappointment.
1: They're just... It's natural to feel this. And it's natural for a loving mother to be sad if she doesn't see her son as much as she wants on Christmas or on Christmas. It's natural. She's gonna feel that. And you can't be mad at her for feeling that. But that doesn't have to dictate the decisions you make. It's not on you. It's not your fault she's unhappy. She's just she loves her son and and she's sad that she can't have this dream experience every Christmas her son is a committed member like he's in a committed relationship with you if he is on board with this plan and he doesn't feel like he's being gypped or whatever if he's on if you made this plan together and you both feel good about it then just like be there you know like be sympathetic like I'm sorry
0: you can be sympathetic but you don't have to accommodate Right. You know their dis their their disapproval. You don't have to accommodate it. You can be sympathetic towards it, but it's not your job to make sure that your mother in law is never disappointed or 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 like anything less than getting everything she wants. Like
1: like they're not entitled to having this padded, emotionally padded relationship with you where you make decisions, but you make them where you. Accommodate her more than you accommodate yourselves. Like that, she's no one is entitled to that besides you and your spouse. That's all, and you just gotta lay it down a boundary. And of, I think if you lay it down hard, like like Dallin's brother and sister-in-law, they laid down a hard boundary, and it wasn't like a mean boundary. It was just like we do every other year, and starting this year, we're with you, and every like odd year. I'm with her family and that no matter what you guys do no matter how big your plans like that is what is happening and we all know that and it's very clear and we all respect it so we don't plan big things when his sis- when sister-in-law is out or not out but when they're at her family's like we just know it and respect it maybe you just need to be like more clear
0: it's like it's almost the more kind thing to do by drawing those boundaries rather than kind of wobbling and saying yes but no or maybe going with it but resenting them it's like it's an act of love to make those boundaries
1: and not everyone's going to have the same boundary like Dallin and I don't have that boundary because our families aren't that like my family isn't like oh let's do that where we've all planned on odd years so for us it's kind of like we talk and figure it out we kind of go back and forth but also we keep each other in mind I mean and, and that's working for us for now like and you can change boundaries as things change but you can be very clear and chill it'd be like if you were moving like hey we're moving and if they got really sad you wouldn't not move you would still move i don't know like you just have to be clear i think families
0: like establish the love first through love in the relationship and then uh once the like the love is felt you can just say what the hard thing that needs to be said and and like like with the principle that you don't take their emotions upon yourself but you still care about them and you're still sympathetic
1: all i can say is do it now if you're planning on having kids in the future it gets even more emotional when like someone's grandkids aren't gonna be there yeah that's all i can say establish boundaries and traditions and just stick up for yourself it probably will only take once for you guys like really sticking up for yourselves and not caving in when the pressure's put on you because like I don't know sometimes I feel like family members think oh, if I just pressure them enough and make them feel bad enough they'll cave and then do what I want so just don't cave
0: don't do it and she ends it saying sorry this is so wordy I like to talk thank you and so much love from Canada Dana and she sent a picture of her and her fiance and their puppy
1: oh I love them I love labs
0: Ashley had labs growing up okay good luck you guys you got this and put yourselves first. You guys are a you guys are a couple now. Your life your life and your plans are just as important as anybody else's. Stay tuned for more taking sides the marriage podcast.
1: Okay, our next question is from Amy Moore and she says, and it's titled Baby Advice Please. Amy, we may be the worst people to ask this question to. She says, Hi, Dylan and Ashley. I love watching your blog and listening to your podcasts. I haven't watched or listened to them all, but I'm getting there. Right now, I'm letting YouTube play through some of your older videos with baby George while I type this email. Your podcasts have really helped my relationship with my husband and our communication understanding love languages and what we need from one another. So we have just found out we are expecting our first baby. Congrats. It was planned. I want all your advice. So many things you have spoken about. Positive parenting has resonated with me. So I want to know, when did you decide to share the news with everyone you were expecting? And did everyone have a positive response? I'm a little nervous about how my in-laws will react when we tell them. So I... I have never had an issue with my in-laws not being happy. My issue was kind of more like, I feel like I kind of become very like shy about the news. And I just like, it's like a very personal thing for me to be pregnant. And it's weird because on one side I vlog about it and on the other side I'm like, well, if you know me, just don't, don't ask me about it because I'm just like, I don't know. I don't like talking about my changing body. Um... So I was always not nervous, but just like, I held off talking to people but with George. We were, well, we told your mom, like the day we found out we were living with her. And then James, it was hard. Cause we were vlogging. I always tell Dallin in my perfect world, I would leave society for like nine months and come back with a baby. Or like maybe leave for like 18 months and I would just come back and I'd be like, here's the baby. Everyone enjoy them. Like I'm good. The baby's good.
0: One thing you always said was you wanted to wait to tell most people until like after the first trimester, I guess. Because that's when it is a little less likely that you'll have a miscarriage. Is that accurate?
1: Yeah. And I don't know if it was just like, I just always knew I would be so sad if I had a miscarriage and I didn't want if I had one to have to explain to everyone who was excited about my baby, and then they would be sad with me. And I just, I'm not like a, a person who like mourns in a group. I'm kind of like, leave me alone forever until I'm okay. Not forever, but like, I just wouldn't want to like share that with anyone but Dallin probably. And that's just me. Um, I would literally like do what your heart wants to do tell them when you're ready. They don't deserve to know early. It's not a sin to tell them later. It's your body. It's your baby. Whenever you want someone to join you on this journey, invite them. And if you're not like, just wait, like some people, I know so many people who wait like 20, 25 weeks before they tell anyone, just because it's a big thing to process. It's very personal and you just, some people like to kind of like handle it until it's a lot closer, and then they invite people in, and and then there's some people who do it like the day they find out, and both are fine. It's just kind of like what you want to do. I, if I wasn't a vlogger, I would be a waiter till like 20 weeks. It's just like you're not sick anymore, you know, it just, you're kind of back to yourself, getting close to the third trimester, and it's just like, I feel like that's an easier part of pregnancy. And that's just when I would tell people if I wasn't vlogging, it's hard to hide it when I vlog because I'm just sick every day.
0: Yeah. All right. Next she says, what are the things you wish you knew when you were pregnant slash newborn stage with George that you know now anything you wish you did different?
1: I just wish I had done more of what I wanted and less of what other people wanted me to do. I wish I hadn't felt bad about asking for space or saying, Oh, like I, I don't want you to sit next to me while I nurse or um, I don't want to go on this vacation when I'm pregnant because I'm so sick right now and it's hard for me to be in the car. Like just, I used to feel so bad and guilty like I was ruining everyone's vacation or everyone's time or like ruining their experience with a baby because of me and my personal pregnancy issues and I just wish I didn't care. Like... Be kind, but just be like, this is my, I'm just going through this and this is my best way of dealing with this. And I'm sorry if it makes your time, like if it's It's not according to, if it doesn't like match your dream situation.
0: It's like what we said with holidays earlier. Like it's not your job to not disappoint other people. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. So don't care about other people's expectations of you and follow your heart. And that is the authority. You are the authority with your baby And everything that comes along with it.
1: And I just want to like reiterate, not everyone is me. Like not everyone craves privacy after a baby. And it was better with baby two and and baby three. It will probably be like a whole nother story. But baby one, it was just like a train of hormones and emotions and feelings that I didn't even know I had hit me. And I just, just, it was kind of like you're in limbo for a month.
0: It was definitely a learning experience. Um, For the husbands out there listening, I would say what I learned was just to like, I don't know, be teachable (laughs) and like kind of just let your wife call the shots for because she has so many needs and then still take care of yourself. Have once a week where you organize something that your wife can come with you to. I don't know. It was hard. I tried to organize things, but Ashley would just make the baby May would not want to go and Ashley would probably say make time for yourself once a week and at least an hour a day to after the baby's born to still take care of your sanity and that will definitely help with the post baby blues and stuff
1: and for like Ashley with a newborn that could totally mean I just sit with my newborn for hours and don't worry about anything else and you know like with James I worried about the house and I worried about our work and I worried about like George, and with this baby, I think I'm just gonna take like two weeks and just kind of give it all to Dallin or to a housekeeper.
0: I'll take the kids in the RV and we'll head somewhere.
1: <laughs> I don't know. And
0: you just be at home.
1: Okay, the next part of her question is What are your biggest tips of must have purchases? There's so much out there on the must have list, which is just so overwhelming and expensive. So, what are your must haves that have actually really helped? Um, with George, we didn't have a lot of extra money. So we kind of tried to go cheaper on things and, and that was great. And they all worked really well. We've had a lot of companies give us things recently, and we've tried out a lot of things that are really great. Our, my favorite thing right now, we have the Nuna demi grow stroller. And I thought I had a nice stroller until I had this one. And I hear like the Uppa baby's really nice. The Nuna is kind of like a nice but not as expensive version. Um, and the best thing about it is that you can push it with one hand easily. There was a moment where I flew to El Paso without Dallin, and I had both kids and a suitcase and a stroller. And I was able on a three-hour, un like a layover, unexpected layover, I was able to push a stroller with one hand with two kids in it and pull a a. Piece of luggage, like with no issue, and that was when, in my head, I was like, "This is worth the money." Nuna also has a really sweet baby swing that ha- ha- that isn't like it does; it doesn't plug into the wall. Dellen and I went through, I think, like seven swings with James because they all broke so quickly. One almost even like dumped her out while she was sitting in it. It broke while she was in it, and like luckily she was buckled in, but. The Nuna baby swing is really cool because it's it's kind of like balanced. So if you if you if you swing it one time, it keeps swinging for like 10 minutes until it kind of slows down. Um and then it can be converted into a toddler seat. With baby 3, that will be my first purchase. We never had one. I just saw it. I went to a a party Nuna hosted and that's where we got our stroller that I love and I saw the swing and it was like mind-blowing because Dallin hates the sound of the swing and our babies have always loved the swing and it's always been like a thing where he's like do we need it and I'm like of course we need it it makes them sleep and this one has no like sound and no power so it doesn't break
0: that's the greatest thing I've ever heard yeah I hate the clicking (coughs) it's the worst I'm very sensitive to noises like that uh so
1: our other big things I would get a nice like baby carrier we always had the ergo but I know there's some other really good ones that don't have a waist strap I forgot what it's called but that would be really nice because the strap is always kind of tender on my stomach because of my c-section but also it kind of like cuts off blood flow and then we always have loved our pack and play we I definitely love like the whole crib situation like I like a crib I think it's cute and nice and stable but we've always used our pack and play too like when we have it in our room or if people come over and for the pack and play we bought a mattress that goes in it um it's like a sleep safe mattress so it's it's not a it's just like a crib essentially but it makes it a lot more comfortable and our babies always loved it and I know this is um like debatable on whether or not it's safe but we had such a hard time with James sleeping at first where she would kind of like roll and not be comfortable and we got one of those what are those like sleep pods? Docatot. The Docatot. We got like a Docatot off brand I'll probably just get a normal Docatot this time because they're washable, washable like easierly more easily washed and it like changed our life with James. She would she wouldn't like roll into the side of the crib anymore. And it helped her
0: sleep so much
1: better. So those were our things we loved.
0: Sweet. Um, There's one more question. And this one is from the Ham Jam Sam. Hillary. Hillary. I I guess. Oh, okay. That's the subject line. The Ham Jam Sam.
1: Yeah. From Hillary. It's not a question. It's her weird food things.
0: Okay. (laughs) I'm guessing it's a ham and jelly sandwich. Hey, Dallin and Ashley, my name is Hillary. I love your podcast and your vlog. My husband and I are around your age, and it's fun to see what our lives might look like with kids in a couple years. Also, your Taking Sides podcast helped me to be more mindful about the way I approach difficult conversations with my husband, so thank you. I have a couple of weird food combos for you. Okay, I don't think the first combo is that weird. It's all about the name, really, the Ham Jam Sam. That sounds pretty legit. Like that could be on a restaurant menu. I'd like to order Ham Jam Sam, side of Fry, dako? Whenever my friends and I go camping, we buy a few things from whatever random food mart is near the campground. Typically, these are bread, ham, cheese, peanut butter, jelly, hot dogs, eggs, and some chips. Not very healthy, but it covers breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Vitamin D from the sun and dirt are all the nutrition I need in camping anyway. Man, that is the camping spirit right there. Simple construction. The ham jam, Sam, is white bread, jelly, ham, and American cheese. It's starting to sound like a, what's it called from, from Disneyland? A Monte Cristo. A Monte Cristo sandwich. Mmm, those are good. Smush some chips in there. Doritos are best. Truly the worst quality the worst quality of the food, the better. (laughs) In fact, if you can make sure some cool water makes its way into a couple cooler water makes its way into a couple of ingredients, that is perfect. Voila, you're done. Nothing tastes better after a hike or a day on the water. It's got crunch. It's sweet. It's salty. It sticks to the top of your mouth. It's the poor woman's Monte Cristo. Oh, there she said it. A culinary masterpiece fit for the raccoon that's been plotting on how to get into your cooler. Pairs perfectly with a Capri Sun or beer. For me, it's just really nostalgic. I love when you're so tired from a day of having fun that anything you eat tastes amazing. Man, that is the camping spirit right there.
1: Okay, I don't think you're weird. I wouldn't do the... The ham. I like everything else, and I would totally put Doritos in a peanut butter you're just, and jelly. You're
0: mixing a PB and J with a ham and cheese.
1: I don't want to. do It's that. just,
0: I just. Oh, I,
1: don't, I also wouldn't do the cheese.
0: Right. I know. I don't know if I would do that, but I've never tried it. I have tried a Monte Cristo, but it's like melty. It's basically a ham and cheese, yummy, melty sandwich, but you're dipping it in jam for sweetness.
1: I often There's
0: do. There's no peanut butter. So maybe the peanut butter is what makes it a little weird.
1: I often do the peanut butter. No, she doesn't put peanut butter. I just reread it.
0: Oh. oh, okay.
1: jelly, ham, and American cheese with Doritos. The Doritos. So I love the Doritos in a peanut butter and jelly, but I don't like to mix cheese with peanut
0: butter. Okay. She has another one. My mom didn't cook when much when I was growing up. But I do have really great memories of making potato chip cookies. Have you ever tried them? They're just Pillsbury cookie dough and plain potato chips. Roll the cookie in a dough ball. It sounds like a salty, like an extra, I love salt, like brownies with salt sprinkled on top of them. Those are good. So this sounds like it could be good. Crush the chips in a plastic bag. Roll the cookie dough in the chips. Get as much chip on there as you can. Line up the, the dough balls on your cookie sheet and smush the dough balls down with a fork. They're the best if you make them a little crispy. I still make them all the time. Really hits that sweet salty goodness. Hmm.
1: I've never heard of that, but I would I would make it.
0: Yeah, for it's sure. It's just like adding some more oil and salt into your cookies. Mm-hmm. Ain't no ain't nothing wrong with that.
1: Okay, her husband also has a weird food thing. She says my husband doesn't cook unless it is tuna pasta. This sounds like something Dallin would eat. I sounds
0: like something easy.
1: I leave my home when Dallin uses what is what is it ashley
0: makes me when i ever eat canned tuna or chicken she makes me very thoroughly wash my dish immediately after and throw the can away outside which i gladly do but it doesn't stop me from eating it it's just a quick way to get some yummy protein in are there yummier options yes does it take longer yes
1: it's just like I can't stand the smell. You walk in and, and you know when Dallin has eaten a tuna <laughs> fish sandwich. Okay, she says it's just canned tuna, noodles, and ketchup and mayonnaise mixed together.
0: Tuna, noodles, and ketchup and mayo. <laughs> it smells funny. so bad, she says. Am I crazy? Is this a thing? Okay, it's like oh, it's like Utah fry more. sauce mixed with noodle. It's a little weird. It's, I would say it's a little weird. I it's judge like, him as weird. It's like what Tom Hanks would eat. Victor Krakowski, Krakowski in the terminal with Tom Hanks. It's like something he would eat. He gets like condiments and saltine crackers and eats them. <sighs> Anyways, these are fun, you guys. I but this week, fun. just try to not should yourself and do things that you actually want to do. And from that well of things that you want to do will spring good things, including serving other people. But it's way different when it springs from the well of goodness inside of you rather than just doing it because you feel like you should. Okay? The should should be coming from inside of you, not from voices in your head, from what other people have told you.
1: Are you talking about why people should or shouldn't eat tuna Tuna spaghetti?
0: No. That's oh, okay. <laughs> the other questions. So unless you really feel something. This was like an enclosing wrap-up thing. Oh, was, unless I you feel we're a voice. Like,
1: unless you feel your heart telling you to eat this, you shouldn't oh, eat. I'm this. still
0: talking about the tuna pasta. <laughs> no, in general, in, in closing, wrapping up everything we've talked okay. about.
1: Okay, I'm with
0: you now. The only should should be coming from your heart, not from the voices in your head that you've heard other people tell you, be it parents, be it church leaders. Be it anybody else, your spouse, you should do things because you're shooting yourself from your heart. Right. Okay?
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Promise me you'll do that this week. And that is all. We love you. Goodbye.